Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick J, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. Today is Monday, February 28, 2022. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the forward to the second edition on page XBI, the first paragraph, beginning with prior to his journey to Akron and reading through that one paragraph only, ending with the Akron physician. Today's readers are Tuli B, the 12 Steps. Joni C., The Twelve Traditions, and our big book readers are Barbara P., The Text, Emily D., page 164, and Sally P. is our backup reader. Our newcomer greeter is Alana P., and our second-hour moderator is Matt J.F. The share ID for Sunday, February 27, 2022, is 18,607. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Overeaters Anonymous is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery do the 12 steps of AA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will, now, I will now ask Tuli B. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. Tuli B. from California, recovered by the grace of God. Um, we said the 12 steps. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all the defects of character. Seven, humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for the knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for letting me read. I'm out with that. Thank you, Julie. I will now ask Joni C. to read the Twelve Traditions. Joni C., go ahead and unmute. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. 
Okay. Good morning. This is Joni C. from Minnesota, gratefully recovered but not cured. The 12 traditions of OA. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you, Joni. Our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the forward to the second edition on page XVI, the first paragraph, beginning with prior to his journey to Akron, and reading through that one paragraph, only ending with the Akron physician. I will now ask Barbara P. to begin reading. Good morning, everybody. Barbara P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Prior to his journey to Akron, the broker had worked hard had oh sorry, hang on. <laughs> had worked hard with many alcoholics on the theory that only an alcoholic could help an alcoholic, but he had succeeded only in keeping him sober himself. 
The broker had gone to Akron on a business venture which had collapsed, leaving him greatly in fear that he might start drinking again. He suddenly realized that in order to save himself, he must carry his message to another alcoholic. That alcoholic turned out to be the Akron physician. Well, I noticed the must, you know, and I'm told really whenever there is a must, I pay special attention. And I think this one's particularly relevant to me today. You know, Bill, I'm told, was in a real low spot. In fact, he didn't even know how he literally was going to pay his hotel bill. And I'm sure he had thoughts of, you know, do I just duck? What, do I, what does he do? And he realized he must carry his message to another alcoholic. I mean, this book says this from, from the first page on. So it is the thing that has saved me time after time. And I'm in a particular low spot in my life and just family illness, lots of things going on. And my sponsees hold me up, literally. I, I tend to jump into more service. I have to. And I think wait, really this paragraph is all about action. It is my reliance has to be on a higher power, but I also am so conscious of I have to take action to move myself forward, to at least um, kind of move in the right direction, and then a higher power will make sure I have everything I need. I have a good friend, and I always think about this, who used to always say, trust God and buy broccoli. Like, I think that is the sum of what we do in OA. And this is Bill was realizing he had to go buy some broccoli. So, you know, I think about how we get sponsees on these lines sometimes or how you get a sponsor. You know, I mean, we announce sponsors at the end of our meeting. So that's great for anyone in need of a sponsor. But for sponsees, you know, when I when I'm open, when I have a spot, I have to go looking. I have to make I have to take action um, to really make sure I have this this life saving resource. You know, it was said yesterday on the special edition, but a, a friend in New Jersey says I'd be afraid not to sponsor. You know, sponsoring can be scary. I'd be afraid not to sponsor. Um, And then the last thing I want to say is I'm reminded, it's right before we read A Vision for You Every Day, page 164, the line right before we start is talking about really reliance on a higher power. And with the last line is he will show you how to create the fellowship you crave. Today, I create, I, I crave a fellowship. And I am responsible to create it to a certain extent, at least to put myself out there. There's really practical ways, sharing on the line, talking to people who get a lot of calls, you know, folks who speak up a lot, just letting them know I'm open, talking to other sponsors, um, calling new people, you know, calling new people, calling, reaching out to people I haven't heard from. Um, I've gone through our member list and sorted it by state and called people in Georgia just because I live in Georgia. So, you know, there's lots of ways to put myself out there. Yeah, and with that, I am going to pass, but I encourage everybody, um, trust this higher power and go find some. Thank you so much for getting us started. Barbara P., before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Who would like to share on what was read today? Christina J. All right, got you, Christine. 
It was that Ivana? Donna, D-O-N-N-A. And what was the initial of your last name, Donna? S S. S is in Sam. Yes. Thank you, Donna and Nancy P. Gotcha, Nancy. Lisa C. Lisa C. Yes. Gotcha. Luell. Noel E. How do you spell that, Luell? N O E L L E. Noel E. Okay, got you, Noel. All right, who else would like to get in on the lineup? Judith S P. Judith S P. Got you, Judith. All right, I think that's a good place to stop. Uh, so here's who I have, and if I missed you, just let me know if you'd already tried to give your name and I didn't hear it. But here's who I have so far: Christina J. Donna S, Nancy P, Lisa C, Noel E, and Judith S P. Did I miss anybody? All right, Christina J, you are up, followed by Donna S. Go ahead, Christina. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, everyone. Christina J from the state of Washington today, recovered by God's grace. <clears throat> I have a built-in forgetter. I'm recovered about a year and a half, and... uh I have a built-in forgetter. I have 60, over 60 years of doing life my own way, being blocked by God, by this disease, continually all my life. Because most of my life was struggling to get out of the food. I had diets, I had starvation routines. All those were blocks to God, too, because I was continually focused on food, body weight, how I looked, because it was important that I look good, otherwise I couldn't be loved. And uh, I was young for a lot of those years, and as the years went by, the illnesses piled up on me because the disease gets worse, never better, right? I hurt. I began to hurt. I began to wake up in fear at night that I didn't know how to do life anymore, that I didn't know how to do this thing anymore. I didn't know how to diet anymore. My second husband died of cancer, and I couldn't fathom doing another diet. I was deprived emotionally, lonely, lost, and another diet was just another deprivation routine. In this program, I don't have to diet. I don't have to starve. I don't have to feel deprived. I've got fellows. I've got sponsees. But I've got a built-in forgetter. And if I don't stay in this work, I die. I die inside. I get isolated again because that's my old go-to. I start thinking about little bits of food here and there, my abstinent foods. Today I say I would recoil as if from a hot flame, recoil from that poison. But there's still that voice that says you can play with your abstinent food. I don't because I stay in this work. I have a great fear, you see. One thing the disease did for me was it instilled in me that horrible feeling of isolation and loneliness. And when I get too far out in the ocean by myself, I feel that horrible dread come over me. The dread of the disease saves my ass and brings me back to the phone. The dread of the disease is in my gut, and I know what that feels like, and I've gotten far enough away from it to know when it's back. So i got to save myself, and it sounds selfish, you know, but it's not because I'm doing God's work. You know, I'm doing God's work, and I don't even know it. I don't feel like sponsoring sometimes. You know, I've got my own depression and shit going on. But I go to my sponsee, and I start reading, we start reading, we start doing the work, and suddenly I'm lifted. 
That's God. That's God between two people. If two people come together in God's name, good things can happen. So I must carry this message whether I like it or not. And that's the old self, whether I like it or not. The new self says, give it to me. Let me carry it. Let me stay sober. Let me stay of service. Let me wake up before I die. Thank you, guys. I love you. Thank you, as many say, for saving my life. I pass. Thank you so much, Christina J. from Washington. Donna S., you're up next, followed by Nancy P. Go ahead, Donna. Hi, I'm Donna S. from South Florida. And um, thank you for taking the meeting. And thank you for the shares already. Um, I like this paragraph. It's it's something that um, was going on in my life uh, this weekend. Um, it's, I'm hearing about taking a lot of action. Yesterday, I had service work to do. Um, uh, basically, it's God's work, and I just didn't feel like doing it. And But I was committed to do the service work. I had friends here at my house, just a lot of stuff going on, a lot of commotion, I didn't feel like getting up. I didn't feel like going, but I went. I had, and I knew because I was committed. I had myself out there at a time that I had to be there to do HV's work. So I went and I prayed and I prayed, you know, just to um, try to get the right, to get my connection with my um, higher power. And um, I did. And it ended up being, it ended up being very good for me. And I, I feel like I did help others by doing my service that I was supposed to and committed to. But I definitely have to do the footwork. If I don't do the footwork, it's just not going to happen for me. I I really have to search out my um, HP. But the thing is, is when I do, I always feel that spirit of the connection in me. Also, I have to do my 10 steps. Um, You know, sometimes they're building up and there's things in this program that um, I have to do. If somebody's... um, if I'm committed to somebody and we can't do it, you know, I'll do it. I'll find somebody that I can do it with and it's giving service and I can put myself out there and do 10 steps uh, for somebody else. Because if I don't work this program, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get into the food. I'm going to just, just not be good. I'm going to be all over the place because I have a busy life and everybody does. And I have to, um, remember that you know just but the program has to come first when it doesn't come first and my hp doesn't come first nothing else works right so um i try to do as much service as i can i try to listen to these meetings i try to share i don't share that much but i i do do try to share i talk to my sponsor at least three times a week and um I should listen for God's message. If I don't work this program, I won't be able to live my life. And that's all I have. All right. Thank you, Donna. Ask Nancy P. Thank you. You're up next, followed by Lisa C. Go ahead, Nancy. Uh, Nancy, go ahead and hit star one. Sorry about that. I thought I was uh, I thought I was unmuted. Thank you so much, Rick, for your service this month. I'm Nancy P. Recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. You know, I'm I personally, Nancy P. I'm lucky that Bill, you know, bushwhacked his way to the road of happy destiny. He was there alone, and he was <clears throat> excuse me, blindly doing 
something to take care of himself because he was terrified that he was going to drink. And he was newly sober. You know, he didn't have zillions of meetings, the step process, sponsors, fellows. I mean, they barely had telephones, I think. But, um, you know, he had nothing. And I personally spent decades with all that, with most of it, not the big book step study, but I mean, I I spent decades going to meetings, you know, people sponsoring all this stuff, and I got nothing but awfulness. You know, the four terrible horsemen of terror, bewilderment, frustration, and despair, that's how I lived. And, you know, I was um, with my husband in our dining room, and he made some throwaway remark, and I was instantly so enraged that I decided that I needed to call my friend Christine to find out who that shark divorce lawyer was. And this was from one throwaway remark. And I reflexively, you know, it's a working part of my mind. I picked up my phone and I spent about an hour calling people, not talking about myself. And by the time I finished, you know, got off the phone, I felt better. And by the next day and still today, I don't even remember what he said yet. I was convinced on my daughter's life that my marriage was going to end. And, um, You know, my second favorite sentence in this book is practical experience shows that nothing so much ensures immunity from drinking than intensive work with other alcoholics. But even that is a pale shadow of the reality that I live today, which is one of light and joy and gratitude. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Nancy. Pete, Lisa C., you're up next, followed by Noelle. Go ahead, Lisa. Hi, this is Lisa C. I am a compulsive overeater from New Jersey, um, and I have never shared before. Yesterday, I celebrated 90 days with my home group, and I was talking with my sponsor last week about this, and I said, you know, I really don't know how I feel about this. I said, um, I, I sometimes feel uncomfortable with the burden of carrying time with knowing that as each day I move forward in recovery and in abstinence, that that's like, that becomes a thing I carry that, oh my goodness, I could lose this all in an instant. Um, And I know that at certain times, you know, I I may feel like I've got this. (laughs) And then at certain times, I just won't. So I, I really was hesitant. And I was explaining this to her. And I also said that um, you know, I love the idea of just today, I ju- you know, that I'm abstinent for today. And she lovingly reminded me that this is not about me, that even my recovery is not about me. My abstinence is not necessarily about me. It's about what hope I could give to, to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, that me sharing that I've done this for 90 days or more <laughs> and that I'm doing it today. Uh, is is something that could give a lot of hope to someone else, and then it was like suddenly I felt relieved of of that uh, burden of self. And um, you know, I am learning so much. I am so new. I am so humbled, and uh, I just I keep seeking God. There are days where it's hard to pray. Um, I keep doing it. Uh, I struggle to make my phone calls, uh, but I do call my sponsor every day, and. Um, I've been attending a uh, vision in the mornings and I feel just so grateful and um, it is, it is about other people. Um, and I really just want to live a wide awake life in the words of Maxine Green. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Lisa C. Noelle, you're up next followed by Judith SP. Go ahead, Noelle. 
Hi, this is Noelle E. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Okay, great. I'm gratefully recovered in Louisiana, um, and I don't usually get to come to the 6 o'clock meeting uh, here, so I'm very grateful for all the service on the line and to be a part of this and for all the shares I've heard before, um, especially Christina J. for swearing. It means a lot to me. Thank you for sharing. Um, I, um, I, I don't know... I don't know what else um, God would have me be other than working with other people in this program. I've never, ever um, felt anything, you know, anything like I feel uh, talking to people who need this message and being able to share it with honesty and vulnerability um, and share my experience, strength, and hope. I just, I've never felt like I've had anything to offer. Um, and now I just have God's love to, to just share. Um, and, you know, I, I was completely afraid um, the first time I went through the steps to um, sponsor and to get it wrong, you know, to not make it, to not be perfect. And um, I, I relapsed. I, um, I didn't carry the message, and I didn't, you know, keep my abstinence. And um, all of that was, you know, by my higher powers design. Um, I would have never been where I'm at now had I not had those experiences. But, um, you know, I, I am carrying the message in any way I can. And at every moment, I'm just like, God, show me the next right thing. Because um, I know that, you know, my desire to please God does, in fact, please God. And if I am willing to sponsor and trying to sponsor that I can't be doing it wrong because uh, I'm doing it with uh, my higher power's intention at heart. And, um, you know, I heard on the special edition yesterday that um, they talked about uh, how someone started sponsoring 16 days after they got sober. And I just love that, hearing that yesterday, being like, yeah, I mean, what do you want to do 16 days after you get absent? You want to talk about how you got absent, you know, like that's, all I wanted to do, um, and so I, um, yeah, I just am so grateful that um, every person I talk to is an opportunity to carry the message, and just continuing to be able to put myself out there for sponsorship is like, um, kind of like once you do it, and you're like, oh, this is, this is what I get to do all the time, um, and that feeling, of course, just that, that fear just fades away, um, and you can just feel higher power flowing through you. So, oh, oh just the best news. Um, well, guys, everybody has a beautiful week. Out with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Noelle. Judith SP, you're up next, and then we'll get some more names. Go ahead, Judith. Judith, hit star one to mute. Okay. Hi, this is Judith, uh, grateful compulsive overeater, recovered for today from Maryland. Thank you, Rick, and everybody else who has shared this for. Um, I was inspired this morning by my higher power to share. I, I didn't quite know why, but that in and of itself demonstrates to me the power of my higher power. I don't have to know. 
I don't have to have it all figured out. What I have to do is, as we speak, do the footwork, put one foot in front of the other. I'm somewhat in a similar position as Bill was. I have sponsored. I have had sponsees come and go, not finish with me. I don't have a long list of people wanting to sign up for my, you know, uh, experience, strength, and hope. But I keep, I keep moving ahead because service to me in any form through God's work is what I'm here to do. And I was most struck by the sentence that said he had gone on a business venture which collapsed leaving him greatly in fear that he might start drinking again. I have throughout days often been doing well, doing service, doing my work, listening to meetings, sharing, whatever, whatever, and then boom, I I fall into a hole. And I get so scared. It's not as much about the food for me. It's about my ego and my self-will, which, of course, is connected to my food. That's what I was trying to get away from by eating. So I didn't have to think about me. And I could become, you know, comatose. But the self-will, the self-centeredness, it's all about Judith, what Judith gets, how many people, you know, want her to sponsor and this and that, and am I doing this well? How are my shares coming across? And, you know, at the end of the day, I do have self-will, and what I am working towards is blending my self-will into God's will so that I expand myself to have less of Judith front and center and more of God front and center. I'm a human being. I'm going to keep tripping up, but as long as I keep getting up and putting my hand into God's all will be okay. I will continue to carry the message. I, well, actually, I will try to carry the message. There's no guarantees. There's no compulsories that I have to. This is a program for me who needs it. I know that my staying away from food and quieting my self-will is the most important thing. And God is there to help me, as all of you, my fellows, trudge the road of happy destiny. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Judith SP. Before we continue with our second group of names, we are in the forward to the second edition, page XVI, the first paragraph beginning with prior to his journey to Akron, reading through that one paragraph only, ending with the Akron physician. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience, too. Who else would like to share today? Claire E. from the you UK. Know what the... Claire E. And then there was somebody right there uh, behind Genoa V. Anola? Genoa V. How do you spell that, Genoa. G is in George, E-N-O-A, last initial B is in Victor. Genoa B, uh, B, sorry, B is in Victor, gotcha. <laughs> Jessica I'll keep C? coming back. <laughs> Who is that uh, that just came on? Jessica C. Jessica C, gotcha. 
Priscilla H. Priscilla H. Gotcha, Priscilla. Janet G. Janet G. Who else? All right, we'll stop there and we'll take a couple more names as we have time. So here's who I have, Claire E., Genoa V., Jessica C., Priscilla H., and Janet G. Claire E., go ahead, followed by Genoa V. You're up, Claire. Thanks so much, everybody. Uh, my name's Claire E. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in the UK. Um, yeah, I um, I love this paragraph. Um, I, I'm not a historian. I'm, I'll probably come tripping up on this one, but my understanding is... Um, that uh, Bill W had gone out frantically lecturing people and trying to tell them that they did alcoholics and trying to, to um, tell them they needed to get God. And, um, and obviously haven't had not success doing that. Um, and I think Sorry, Claire, sorry to interrupt you. You're getting a little garbled, oh, okay. Claire. Sorry to interrupt you. I was just going to see if maybe you could, uh, you know, adjust something, and we might be able to hear you a little clearer. But now I don't hear you at all. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Claire, hopefully um, we can get you back on. If you're having some technical difficulties, I'll come back to you. Uh, while Claire is adjusting her uh, her technical situation there, Genoa V, are you ready to come on? Uh, yes. Yes, thank you. Uh, good morning, Genoa V, recovered in Las Vegas. Um, thank you so much uh, for everyone who shares on this line. And I, I, have, I struggle with myself to share because I feel like uh, I've said this before. I, I feel so little here. Um, and, and you guys just have so much wisdom and, and know so much. Um, uh, but I wanted to share today um, about carrying the message and working with others. Um, you know, I, um, I'm in another 12-step program, and I, I've always kind of taken that, that, uh, that message very, uh, very lightly, you know, um, that I needed to work with others. And I tell you, um, when I got in OA, when I came back to OA this time, and worked with my sponsor. We got through the book, through the steps, and, you know, and she's like, okay, you're ready to sponsor. And, um, and then we were going to start talking once a week. And by the time I talked to her that next week, um, just, you know, like six days or whatever, um, I was already getting really squirrely. And she pointed out to me what she saw in me, what she heard in me. And she said, are you sponsoring? Oh, no, not, you know, I told her, no, not, not yet, you know, and I had been quietly, you know, announcing that I'm, <laughs> that I was available to sponsor, you know, you know, I can sponsor, you know, and boy, after she really mirrored back to me where I was, how I was sounding, I found a sponsor that night, a sponsee that night and started, started working with people. And I, I heard somebody um, ask, and I can't remember the exact question, but they were asking something about maintaining their abstinence. And I know Harlan said to them that working with others, working with others. And, you know, I, I tell you, I have gotten that message at both times. It went straight to my gut and straight to my heart that this is what 
I have to do. And, um, and, and it's so important to me now. I mean, I voraciously uh, go after sponsees now. Um, and not just because it says I'm saving my own butt, but the other day, you know, I have a lot of wonderful executive meetings in the shower. And I was in the shower and I just said to God, you know what, this life that I have been given, this six months of abstinence has been phenomenal. And the only way I can repay it is to work with others, to share the message that has been so freely given to me. And I'm so grateful that I get that opportunity and not because I know so much, but I know a little something. I can walk through this book with somebody. That's what I have to give. And I tell you the difference. I had a year and a half of abstinence. I never once sponsored anybody, never once. It was just all about Genoa. And today, like I said, you know, not today, but having six months now of abstinence and, and doing the work, like it says in the big book, is absolutely phenomenal. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for you guys on this line. You have saved my life. You really have carried the message just beautifully. So thank you for allowing me to share. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Genoa V. Clary, I want to circle back to you. If you're able to uh, come back on the line, I'd love to have you join us again. Hi there. Can you hear me now? Beautiful, yes. Oh, there you go. The joys of Wi-Fi. Okay, my name's Clary. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in the UK. And uh, thank you. Thank you for coming back to me as well. Um, as I said, I'm no historian. Um, what I wanted to share is just that, um, and it was pointed out to me, you know, that, that Bill W went about, you know, sort of 12 stepping anybody really I think if they if you had a drink in your hand he tried to 12 step you and tell you about God and um didn't have a lot of success to start off with and um not surprisingly really I think if someone had come up to me when I was eating and told me I needed to get God I would have yeah I'd definitely not been very responsive um and he was very despondent and, and a couple of things happened one is that Lois his wife told him that or pointed out that he had actually kept sober himself from doing it and I believe that Dr. Silkworth also sort of brought him up and said, actually, you need to tell him about the problem. You know, you need to tell him what I told you about the physical allergy and the mental obsession. And so he sort of was in that position where he, he was in Akron. And, and, um, and you know, those are the, those are the sort of that recent experiences in which, you know, he went off to see Dr. Bob in the end. And I don't think Dr. Bob really wanted to see him. And I love a speaker who describes, um, you know, when Bill W. got cravings, he started Alcoholics Anonymous and it really puts my own stuff, you know, when I'm white knuckling or if I'm white knuckling, you know, that sort of bitching and moaning about making a phone call, you know, well, Bill W went off and started a, a, an amazing movement. Um, and I have had this experience recently. Actually, I was out in the States uh, seeing my dad in November. I was a bit low. It's always quite emotive going out to see my dad. And I had a call from a, a girl that was heavily into the food um, and someone I could really identify with you know I'd been there and we spent quite a long time on the phone and you know long and short of it I, I, you know it, it was a I was able to carry a message in in some capacity only by sharing my own experience strength and hope and what had worked for me in OA and it was just amazing it really really accentuated to me how I need to be working with other people because I know that after that phone call I felt so much more on solid ground and, um, and, you know, that is my experience of working with people is that, um, you know, I need to do it. It is absolutely an, uh, um, well, an absolute staple of my recovery to be to be doing that in the best way that I can and in the, in the, in the best way I can carry my message. You know, my experience 
the, what I've learned from the book, going through the book. It also makes me go back through the book repeatedly. And I need to be doing that. I need to be hearing people's experiences. I need to be hearing people struggling with the food. Um, because as someone else has shared, I've got a very short memory. Um, so, yeah, I really love this paragraph. And it just, it, it humbles me. It humbles me to think of him in that bar you know, wanting to drink and he went off and, and, and from that, here we all are. You know, it's it's just an amazing um, series of events that makes me just really believe in power greater than myself. I will leave it there. Thank you. Thank you so much, Clary. Glad we got you back. Jessica C., you're up next, followed by Priscilla H. Go ahead, Jessica. Hi, this is Jessica C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ontario, Canada. Um, yeah, I, I think this this passage that we read, it, it makes me think that, it reminds me that my ideas don't work. My imagination um, doesn't work. Because if I was in this situation where something that I really wanted to work out and have work be successful fell apart, my, you know, my, my thinking would be to focus more on myself, to figure out the problem, to, you know, sort of become very self-centered. And, um, you know, Bill decided to find another alcoholic to work with, and, and that resulted in the creation of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, so I, it just, it's, I, I just, I just love that reminder that, that when I get into the spiral of my own thinking, um, the answer is for me to help someone else. It, I'll help someone else. It's so, I guess, counterintuitive to our modern culture to do that, that the solution to the problem is to ignore the problem and to focus on helping someone else. I, it's, it's beautiful and it works. It works for me. Um, you know, again, I, I, I've been in OA for 17 years. I've been recovered for the past year. But for the first, you know, 90% of my time in OA, all I did was focus on fixing my own problem. I was such a a taker and not a giver. Um, and I've become more of a giver in the past year. And I and I sponsor and I, I, I so enjoy it and look forward to it. And it really does replenish me it, it, it like the last speaker said it puts me on solid ground um and it's changing it's helping to change my thinking it's opening me up to be a, a better access channel to god you know the speaker before claire talked about having executive meetings in the shower it's funny because i had one of those myself this morning where i started to get into that same spiral of resentment towards my boss and suddenly I, you know i I had this idea to just stop and to pray for him instead. And it wasn't like during my normal prayer time, it was just this spontaneous idea that I know came from my higher power. It didn't come from me. And, and I, I get to, to have more of that, more of that, of those new ideas and that peaceful, peaceful way of thinking, that way of being of service in my thinking too, that happens to me more often when I'm I'm focused on others in my actions and with my time. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Jessica C. Priscilla H., you're up next, followed by Janet G. Go ahead, Priscilla. Thanks. Hi, everybody. This is Priscilla H., grateful to be recovered in New Jersey. And um, 
This is my second full trip through the AA Big Book with with Vision. Uh, I came in when when you guys were halfway through, and and now this, and then I went all the way through, and now this is my second trip through. And I bought a new book for the for this trip. Or I don't know if that's why I bought it, but I had a new book, and I decided to um, do a little different kind of work for me, a little work that's different for me. I hope I can make sense with this. I decided to um, mark everything with green in my book as we come to it that almost guarantees recovery. These guys never say that anything is guaranteed. They always hedge a little bit. So almost guarantees recovery, I would mark it with green. And anything that almost guarantees failure to recover, I would mark with red. So this page, XVI, has the first two green words that I found. Um, Today, as so many people have shared already, in order to save himself, he must, there's a green word, must carry his message to another alcoholic. Um, and then um, Friday, in Friday's uh, reading, just a, the paragraph just above, the necessity, another green word, of belief in and dependence upon God. Ah. I think it's going to help me in my attempts to pass it on to other to other uh, suffering food addicts to be able to point out these these um, almost guarantees for recovery, the things that we must do, the necessities. So thanks for letting me share. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Priscilla H. Janet G., you're up next, and then we'll take some more names. Go ahead, Janet. Janet G., hit star one to unmute. I'm Janet G., a recovering compulsive overeater and alcoholic. Um, This paragraph is so good today. I can just picture Bill alone in that hotel, feeling like a failure, the bar calling his name. Um, And he found the salvation or of um, working with others. He found out what he needed, and um, it's wonderful. Since Christmas Day, I have had um, some physical and emotional um, life events that have just left me um, physically and emotionally and um, emotionally exhausted, and it's affecting my sleep. And when I don't get my sleep, I um, I get into self-pity and so easy. And 
the cure for what I'm going through is to work with others, but I need to be in a good place to be able to share with them. You know, they, um, I don't need to share my, my depression and self-pity. We all know what that is, right? I need, I need um, the tools and the wonderful gifts of this program and to put my faith back into my third step every day that um, God doesn't promise that you won't have trials in your life. He just says they won't overcome you, that as long as I have him in my life, I have what I need to live today um, and maintain my abstinence and my sobriety and grow in this wonderful light that he's given me, that he's shown me, and that I am truly grateful for. So um, here's for another 24. Um, And... um, I am going to put my name up for sponsor because I do need to work with others and I will just see what happens. So um, thank you for letting me share. Thank you all for being there in my life. I found recovery um, from compulsive overeating in a vision for you. And um, I'm grateful. Thank you, everyone. All right. Thank you so much, Janet G. We've got time for uh, a couple of more shares, uh, two-minute shares, if somebody wants to take those. Uh, who else would like to share? This is Sharon from Canada. Wow. I, I totally epic fail on my part there, guys. Uh, let me, let's try this again. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get any of those. Joy D. I got that. All right, Joy, and then maybe one other name. One other name. Actually, Laura let's stop L. there. Laura L. Okay, I got you. So what we're going to do is we're going to take uh, you guys do uh, two couple minute shares, and I think we can we can work you guys in there fine if you do take about two minutes. So go ahead, Joy, followed by Laura. Mm-hmm. Joy, go ahead and hit star one. Hi, good morning. This is Joy D. in New York. Um, I just, I'm so grateful that I was able to get on here this morning. Um, I just really briefly wanted to share that, um, like, I feel like I've been conditioned my whole life to not share anything with anybody. And it's funny that this um, is what we're talking about this morning because I, I go 100% trying to do the right thing and being abstinent and working up my program, and I'm fairly new. I'm maybe like 64 days abstinent now. Um, I feel really good. I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing. I do have difficulty with outreach calls. And I, like I said, I'm going full speed ahead, and I know, like, being of service is, like, super, super important, and I I went on a beautiful seven-and-a-half-mile hike yesterday. The weather was gorgeous here in New York, and I started to get myself in a funk. 
And because of my conditioning of not sharing, like, oh, like if you're feeling a certain way, like stuffing your feelings, don't let people know how you feel, I start to isolate. And I know, like I finally, I feel like I just finally made the connection that if I don't call somebody or if I don't do the outreach that's needed, it's defeating the whole purpose and that is what is stagnating my recovery. So I just wanted to just say like the light bulb just went off and I'm so grateful for everybody that has shared and thank you so much and have a beautiful day with that I'll pass. Thank you so much, Joy and Laura, go ahead and take us out. Laura hit star one to unmute. Hi, sorry about that. I'm Laura L. from Connecticut, recovered, and just grateful to be on the call and for everybody's messages this morning. Um, This made me think of last night. um, I got a call. No, I got a text at 6 p.m. asking if I could speak at a 7 p.m. meeting, Um, and I didn't ask why. I figured the person had canceled or whatever, and I hesitated. I'd already done about four hours of program work. At least yesterday, I wanted a quiet Sunday night. I wanted to eat my dinner and watch the news or do whatever. But um, after hesitating, I realized, you know, this is a gift. It's an opportunity. They're obviously stuck for a speaker. And I said, okay. So um, I hadn't spoken for a while, but couldn't find all my notes or my pictures. And I wasn't all that organized. And I had to make dinner so I could eat after and I just you know I just turned it over I just surrendered and prayed and said God just please you know speak through me and and be a guide and um and it was beautiful I mean it was a meeting that I hadn't gone to for a while and um despite it being unity day um you know and there had been a big workshop earlier um in this region um a lot of people were still on the call and um on the meeting and it was it just it went it was (laughs) hard to explain but it left me feeling um hopeful and people said i sounded hopeful and um and i was able to carry the message so you know it just uh exemplified what is being spoken about today um that carrying the message sometimes is going to take some sacrifice it's not always comfortable it's not always what i want to do um, but I knew it was the right thing to do, and God guided my words, um, did the best I could, and, um, you know, people said it felt um, helpful, and it helped me a great deal. So just wanted to end on that note. Thanks so much, everyone. All right. Thanks, Laura L. Appreciate everyone. Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, February 28, 2022, is 18,608. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Emily D. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. I certainly will. Hi, everybody. Emily D., Compulsive Overeater in Chicago. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick, 
The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as we trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.